Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. Welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter Podcast. This is episode number 183. My guest today is my neighbor, Peter. We'll leave his name at just Peter. Peter is one of the most unique and interesting people that I think I've ever met. The first time I met Peter, I'd come to this apartment building to visit my now partner, Leslie, who was my friend at the time. And I was going to take an Uber home. If you're not familiar with the Brooklyn area, I used to live all the way down south by the Verrazano Bridge. And Williamsburg is north Brooklyn. It's towards the top. And this is really south Williamsburg, but still very north in Brooklyn. So while I was waiting for my Uber, I saw this van, or really a series of vans out front with like stuff all over the place and flat tires, like stuff on top of the roofs. You could see that the windows were packed full of stuff. And this guy approached me and he's like, hey, would you like a ride? And normally it's, you hear stories like that, like the white van type of stories, right? And where it's like, uh, no thanks, man, <laughs> I don't know you. But he's like, oh, you're friends with my friend up on the fifth floor. I'm like, what? How does he know that? So I texted Leslie real quick and I'm like, hey, there's some guy outside like telling me he'd like me to get in his van. And right away she's like, oh, that's my friend Peter. I ended up still taking the Uber at that time, but that gives you a bit of a glimpse into his personality. He's incredibly friendly and kind to everyone. At the same time, he's clearly pretty eccentric. Those vans are still full of stuff, and there are still items that, and he'll get into this, but items that he's found uh, other people have thrown away, and he picks them up. And he keeps everything. The vans kind of drive. I think one of them does. But the rest have flat tires. So they'll move a little bit for like alternate side parking, but that's really it. His apartment looks very much like the vans. It's, it's packed floor to ceiling with stuff. The ceiling has been torn down. The walls have been stripped bare to make more room for stuff. I really don't know how to describe it to you because I don't even know if you can really call it hoarding. Maybe, maybe you could. I don't know. I've never really like seen that show Hoarders or anything. But it is just full of gadgets and electronics and things that he's found outside. When you come across Peter, or when we come across Peter, he always tells us that we owe him ear duty, which is basically getting caught up on the local neighborhood gossip or really what's happening that day or that week in his life. So you report for ear duty. When he's satisfied that you have heard enough, you are free to go. Now, Peter's also incredibly handy. A lot of the money that he makes comes from stripping down copper and aluminum and selling that stuff for scrap. But also, like, when we call to say, hey, we've got a leaky pipe, landlord sends Peter. <laughs> when we needed the radiator fixed, sends Peter. One day we walked outside and it's pouring rain. Peter's out there and we're like, oh, man, we forgot an umbrella. He's like, wait. I got you. 
reaches up to the top of the van, pulls off an umbrella. <laughs> Here, take that. If you're walking down the street and he's passing you, because he also drives a van for a bakery. But if you're walking down the street and he sees you, he says, where do you want to go? I'll take you. Come on, come on, come on. The other day we needed a nail. Call up Peter. There was one time <laughs> when our lock got stuck and we got locked out of the apartment. Call Peter. Now, I don't agree with everything he says. He's got some strong opinions and sometimes I don't quite understand. And that comes up a bit in this conversation. But he's there for us and he's nice and he's interesting and he's incredibly unique. Won't quite admit it in this conversation, but he lives outside of pretty much all of society's conventions. Now, I do want to say at the outset that he is a bit eccentric and I am not doing this conversation for like sensationalism. I was like very wary of the fact that I didn't want it to seem like I was exploiting that or for him to feel exploited like for a story. He truly is one of the most interesting and unique people I've ever seen. And that's what this podcast is, is me talking to people all around the world who are unique. It just happens to be that this person lives two floors down from me. And so I said to him, I'd like to learn a bit about your life, which honestly, <laughs> seconds into this conversation is fascinating. And he's always happy to share wisdom and to talk. And so we <laughs> went into an empty apartment building that's not being rented right now and sat down and had a talk. So it might be also a little bit echoey because there was nothing to deaden the sound. It was just a big empty uh, apartment with the acoustics uh, making the sound bounce all around. But I think this one is really interesting and I hope you enjoy it. All right, there's no social media. There, there, there's nowhere to find Peter. There's nothing to plug here. There's no website. So it's just this conversation. And if you like it, um, you know, I've got easy access to him so we can do a, a part two. But in the show notes for this episode, as always, is a link to my Patreon account. And that is a subscription-based service where you can give, uh, give monthly and there's kickbacks like shirts and stickers and stuff like that. All right. Enjoy this conversation with Peter. All right, Peter. Um, all right. We're going to do this. This is round two, right? So where are you from originally? Okay. Me, born 1953. 20th March, the first day of spring. In, in Budapest. Uh, my mother escaped from Hungary in 1956 or 7 in the revolution in Hungary. was against the Russian, was a revolution. So they put it down, the revolution, the Soviet. And my, uh, the borders was opened up for a few days, so she took advantage and she escaped without me. I, I left to her parents and they raised me up until I became seven year old. 1960, I reunited with my mother and wow. her husband in Israel. So she went to Israel? Yes, she escaped and went to Israel, correct. Wow. And she met her husband in Israel and I got united with them. 1960, whoever took me disappeared. And uh, somebody t took me 
to Vienna and Vienna to the aeroplane. And I was worried, always worried, oh, I'm going to lose her. <laughs> so I went to Israel. I have a language barrier. I overcome it. I have no choice, of course. My father, army style person, I also get something from him, some of his personality. And never give up, but also don't be too close to events. You have to follow events and disengage or engage. It depends how it goes. And I went to the school. I already was speaking Hebrew, Israel. I went four years ahead of my time in the school. I ran everybody over. So I like to show off a little bit. You know, kids, they show, they have nice watch, they have nice this. I have nothing to show. Because my parents, they was not wasteful. They're Holocaust survivors. So they, when the death comes, so they don't like to, to waste things. So I have nothing to show except my forehead. <laughs> it's my IDs and everything. And I was number one in the entire school. There was wonder about me. But this also slowed me down. I ran too fast ahead of time. And I was cannot capitalize on it. Everybody expected me, I finished very, very high. Academy or something very, very high, but no, fortunately, home didn't work out. They wanted to create from me some other person that I wanted to be. So when I'm, all the conflict was home and everything, so I just break away when I was 16, I broke away and became independent until this day. Wow, just hold this a little closer to your face if you can. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your parents were in the camps in Germany? What? Or in, in, in Hungary? Your parents were in the concentration camps, you were saying? Yeah, in Germany, in Hitler, Germany, sure. sure. Oh, my God. Sure. You never but told us liberated. that. Hungary get later occupied by the Germans, mm. later, because Hungary was an Axis ally in the Second World War. So they wanted also to, to exile the jury of Hungary to, to exterminate them as well. So, Did you have brothers and sisters? No, 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 me only. That's why I'm powerful. Yeah. Because I have no backup. I have to, to stand the ground. There's no way back, no replacement. So when you were 16, you left school and everything. You like, yeah, emancipated. Yeah, went to work, this and that. Everybody was amazed. They thought I went to some high university or something very high. Everybody was, was don't believe, beyond belief. That what? But let me tell you something. Today... In EQU, I have, I overwhelm all of them, no matter how many schools they finished. I have such a confidence, self-confidence, that no matter what, I could go with nothing in my disposal and face the entire world. And I'm sure of my strength, overwhelming about everything, including you. What, what were you doing for work when you were 16? Metal work, mm. learning this, whatever it is, playing chess, went to the chess club, went to the kibbutz also. But kibbutz, everybody do the same thing, they together. But I was independent. I finished my quota of work. I did some independent. But independent is a bad news there because they don't want a person to be independent because they want 
integrated. But to be integrated is also bring weakness because you depend on them. So when people meet with you, you feel strong, you feel supported. But when you face yourself in, on the field, it's like a lost cow. Mm. Have to go back to the herd. So I am simply developed. They fire me of the kibbutz like that. I'm not fit for that because I'm too much lone wolf. You, you're a rebel, Peter. Not rebel, but I try to appease as much as possible, but as far you can go with everything. Mm. I learn as far you can go because you have to come back too. When you go to some direction, you have to make, you have able to come back too. The, the return trip. But you go one way, then you're stuck when you depend on something going to lift you back. Then it's, the whole thing is different. So when you make a journey, you have to make sure you're able to come back on your own. Were you in the army in Israel? Yeah. Everybody has to, right? Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you something. Israel, when I heard America, America, American flag, is mind-boggling to watch the American flag. American flag is something not, not to believe. What do you mean? 50 stars. The 50 stars impressed me. Uh -huh. I come to America because of, this, of that flag, of the 50 stars. I wanted to be on the, on the land of that. How, how old were you when you came to America? 1982, I was uh, 29. Just hold this a bit closer. 29 I was. There you go. Worked at a gas station. And it was a risky night work, was very risky, but I made it. After two months, I made my license of driving. I made a car service, and I abandoned all my friends who speak Hebrew. I said, I don't want to be like a herd with them. Comfortable to speak Hebrew, of course, but I come to America. I met people on Sixth Avenue, was a flea market. I met friends, American, and I tried to, with broken English, I struggle, but I say to him, to my friend, American friend, I want to start the Americanization. Mm. I come to America in order to be Americanized and speak English only. Not because it's easy, because that's the way. I'm still young, I'm able to pick up the vocabulary and everything, and so I did. It's, it's, what happened is, is we are like programmed. We have the ability to build on layers of layers. Our brain, like a computer, layers and layers build up, and the chemistry of the English rooted deeply inside me. And my expression in English is by far better than in Hebrew. English is my, I am excel in English. So I'm assuming you came here, you didn't have a lot of money or anything like that? Like I'm not worried. Because if I have to come with, with money, then there's no reason to come. Mm. But like day one, where were you living? Like, how no, did no. You? I, have, I have friends okay. from Israel. Yes, I have friends from Israel. They help me. Thank for them I come also. Without question, I appreciate it. I never forget until my last day. Absolutely, absolutely. Have you always lived in this neighborhood or you were in a different part of? No, I went Queens to live. Ah. But there is even nice neighborhood, but it's not for me, not for a developer like me who want to develop to something. I went to Borough Park, 
Ah, but when I went to Willensburg, I know I struck a gold mine. What do you mean? In Willensburg, I have my first apartment of my lifetime ah. where I live now. I went there in 1984. I was going from here, rooms here and there. Don't touch the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> don't touch this, don't touch this. I always was subordinate under somebody else's control what to do and what not to do, and what con conduct of behavior, whatever. So that was my first, first in my lifetime apartment that I call it home. And the stunning surprise was I paid for the room, cost me the same amount almost like the entire apartment. That is beyond imagination. I put a keeper, yamaka on the head, and I, I speak Hungarian, and the landlord have other tenants, but he chose me. Okay, I accept you. Did you see his your father? His father of the current landlord. His father accepted. Yeah, let's not let's not use his name. <laughs> have you? Did you? Uh, did you go back and, and see your parents again, or was it? No, 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 no. Somehow we have a loose connection. Somehow a rejection. Oh, Peter. You know, all the events around the war and everything, and everything is made on them. Some, some people get abnormal when you in that camp to be exterminated and you get out. This is, you don't know what it is. So I cannot blame them. Mm. Some people deform their understanding and everything. They're still functioning very well, very sharp and everything, but they have some defect on the personality. It's leave some, it's like you burn, you have scars yeah. burning. So the soul burned, the mind burned, every few items burned, and it's secretive. You never know until it's break out. Then you know when it's too late already. You have to go with it. You have no choice. Weren't you a chess champion, either in Hungary or Israel? No, Israel, almost, but I stopped. You know why? Simple reason. Too much resources. That time was no computers, of course. But today, the computer is end for that because a chess champion could make a research home and go with a sum, and you'd be the best of the best. And you could blame. Is the chess became a victim of the technology. Very simple. That's the sacrifice, but that's we can do. Also, the chess is, what I do now is the real chess, life. I get position like everybody else, same position, I have to make the best of it. Yeah, you know, I was thinking, well, I guess we were thinking or, or noticing throughout the time that I've known you that you, you operate by your own rules. You even have like your own economy that you take part in. I tell you what, yes and no. You cannot operate completely. It's like right hand and left hand. When you go leaning to the right, you don't stop in time, you overturn, you have to lean counterclockwise and inversa all the time. It never ends. You never have stable. The only way you stabilize when you're dead and you lie down flat, then you are stable and everything, and everything is nothing changed and you are. But when you're walking, living, you're always fluctuating. You always have to change your position is changing. Every second is changing too. Your brain is changing. When you're a child, you have a different spirit. You grow up, change everything. The brain changing is the 
miracle of the creation. Mm. How is possible? With all our technology, we are zero of ability to retract our step back. It's not possible to, to go back, not a second back, only forward. But by going forward, you could direct it like you reverse yourself. But it's an illusion because you did reverse yourself, but you lost precious time of your lifespan. Life is like a circle, like a highway, what go around, never end, endless. You run fast, you think you run fast, doesn't matter. Mm. You have your destiny, how long you live. You never know when you, your day is, is came to disintegrate. Everything disintegrate, including stars, galaxies, everything come to, to an end. Our, we are replaced. And the replacement is part of the weakness and the power. The weakness of nature is the power in the same time. For example, I give you her weakness and your power. If both of you have the same power, you never get alone together. The need, they create our generation to continue and to replace our, ourselves. Everybody complaining, but we need it. We have the left and the right. We have the bad and the good. It's the reason why. What is your power? In my weakness, to show it. A person who shows his weakness, that's the real power. A person who shows power all the time, he, uh, he just wants to show up and covert. He's afraid. Very simple. And step on others in order to show him strength. Like a person who, his car, make it clean, very nice, shiny, everything shiny, perfect, and very, very proud. Everybody look at him, oh my God, put the gas, you fly, and everything. It's just impression. Impression, impression is worthless. When you look at yourself, at me, far away, you're not even a dust. The, around you is su such a huge, you're a small part. You, sometimes you celebrate like empires celebrate and all this. It was the Jewish religion, Solomon the king, he say, it was, it is, and will be forever and again, repeat story again, empire come, empire fell down, celebration, this and that. But all of this, the sun still go back to the same spot in the sky. And they disappear. Everything is disappear, but the sun is go the same, you want to tell things, you cannot listen so much to say. Your ears is full. Your eye cannot see all of that wanted to show you. And your mind cannot even remember all of that. Everything is new. Hey, something new. I say something. Look, what, what is this? Hey, it was before. Don't worry. Peter, when I say that you live by your own rules, you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, in Israel, you were very unique. You didn't want to follow the same path as everyone else. And I th that's how I see you now. Like, do you see yourself as a unique and original person? I never t t think about that way. I know a lot to think. I just have to focus on things, challenges. If the result became unique, let it be. If it's whatever it is, others say, Whatever they say, let them say, respect their opinion, even if it's not go with, could together with, with my, it's good, it's different. Mm. This way I could compare 
retest it again and uh, prove it even more stronger. It's like you shake up the concrete strongly, make sure it's mixed very well, and it's really ready to cast. That's the way you also make the cast iron also when you melt it. You make it sure it's together. So if you doubt, again, you shake up the system again, and by doing it, it's get even more stronger together. So do you, you don't worry about people's opinions? I respect people's opinion, mm. even if it's stupidity. Even stupidity I respect. The biggest stupidity is to show that you are smart. What does that mean? Stupidity. What do you mean? Never show yourself to too smart. It's good to just professionally, directly, because then you are diverting the effort, you divert to something else. You bias, become biased with, with this. You try to, to give results according to, to show this and that. And sometimes you write on opinion of people, it's like hot air. The water go up, the humidity go up, too high, get cool and fell down in the form of rain. That's also, I will fall down back to the ground. Understand? I cannot write on people at admiration and all that. It's a weakness. Because then you say, oh, what, what, what is about me? Oh, they really like my show? They, everybody have a weakness. Artists have a weakness. You also have a weakness. She too, your work. We want to, to see if they, how they are. That's why you have to have more experience beyond your teaching. This way, if somebody criticizes you and try to, oh, the teacher was wrong. The teacher, he don't know what he's talking about it. Uh, this and that. Some kids like to do it. But you have to be immune against it completely, not even let. My teachers, fortunately, in Israel, they were too sensitive. And we have a mental duel with them many times, understand? And uh, that's also contributed me to resign of the school. I never finished school, elementary. I was fired from the elementary school. Are, are you religious? What? Are you religious? I am more religious than the Pope in, in some aspect, but also more universal than a person who is universal. I integrated the best of every religion every aspect of every field, take out the best instinct. And I admit, I'm not perfect, and I not always manage to keep, if I say I'm right all the time, and this and they're wrong, it's right to be wrong, but it's wrong to try to be right. If you're wrong, you, you're wrong, because you try some, something, like you shoot something, you make a demo, a demi shot, not the real one, and you misfire the, the target, but then you calibrate yourself. Everything go, even missile test, everything, they have failed, but they get experience. That's the way it is. That's nature. Like the seed, the wind blew it someplace, fell down some, somewhere in the unknown. In nature, everything is accidental. I meet you by accident, and sometimes, you know, a chain of event bring other chain of event endless. It's endless possibilities. Everything is by random. And that's life it is. 
Because if you're directing life, you end up to make a different system. Like you want only boys to born, not girls, like some other nations in the past. And uh, that's why, let's nature. Nature know better than you. You said you've been in this apartment, in this neighborhood since the 80s. How, how much has the neighborhood changed since the 80s? I don't feel, because I'm here all the time, I hardly feel. But if I could go away for three years and come back, I will, I will stun. But it's changing, I hardly, because I'm in, mm. understand? Some person not see you for two years, oh my God, you changed so much. And I see you 10 years with you, I don't see any change. But I mean, I guess, you would consider us, or the neighborhood would consider us Gentiles. Like one day we walked outside and some kids were pointing at us and they were saying, goy, goy. Like, is that a newer thing where there are people who are not Hasidic living in this neighborhood? Maybe your question is a little bit not easy to me to understand, also to answer it, but I may have an idea okay. about what you're trying to say. So even about me, goy, shayget, I don't give attention. I love it. I take their opinion with love, even if they despise me. That's my power. When they despise me, I enjoy it. And not enjoy it like in order to make revenge or something. No. I take it in a, in a nice way and I am know right away how they're limited. Are those, are those like curse words? I didn't realize like they were, are they like super negative or not? What? Like the words you just said, are those, are they like swears, like curses? No, no, no curses. Oh, okay. Like they say, oh, like, who is your father? Who is your mother? That's all count. Stupidity. My father was a slave. My mother, I don't know. Who care what they wear? Mm. My status is not from them. It's on my own. On my own. And tell something, even that I not to try to... It will ever come, come, no matter what I do. I will own the whole world under my feet. But one day, the way I come to this world, I will exit. Naked, came, naked, go. Peter, can I ask you about your wife? Is that okay? Sure. Absolutely. We've, we've talked to her once on the phone. I think it was last year, maybe on my birthday or on Les's birthday. Yes, yes. Uh, we've never met her, though. Like, How did you meet her? I tell you what, one day we drive to her, yes, absolutely. She cannot travel, she almost 80 years old already. Okay. But you know what? I never listened to advice of nobody. She managed to save me from destruction a few times. And she like a stabilizer. It's like the moon prevent the earth to spin too fast. It's give a leverage counter leverage and that's why the earth longer day if the moon is going to disappear one day will be maybe billion years from now because every year about inch or very little go more far a drop gets loose slowly slowly but we don't have to worry about it so that's what she does she also create slow down the, my spinning because person by, by himself, he don't say on himself, and somebody else look from the side, easy to spot to that person from different perspective mm. and different from different judgment. And uh, she's a wonderful person, 
and uh, I with her in this life and the next life too. I with her, no matter what. Even after her time come, I still with her, no matter what. Did you meet her in this building? Thank for this building, I mean. <laughs> Thank for my apartment. Thanks for that. Thanks for that because I was coming home after work. I took a hasid with me. I see a woman sleep on, on an ice, water. I don't know what, she fell down. I stopped. I was, uh, I helped her. The customer didn't rush me. Hey, I am, I have to, it was Friday. Shabbos, Shabbos, Shabbos. No, he was nice. If he would, would, would no nice, I would throw him out of the car without hesitation. Once a customer told me, oh, make the light. And he, I don't want to make the light because it was too dangerous. So I stopped, I said, listen, I take you back to the station. Some other driver, they race truck drivers. I'm not. Understand? And the boss told me, the customer is, why you dump the customer? I say, I have no choice. I, I don't even give any thought that I will be summoned to the boss or something. First of all, he's not a boss, number one, at, uh, four for me. we together working in the economy, whatever. And sometimes you have to lip sell, do a lift service to the customer. Also, I understand that also. You cannot be right all the way. Mm -hmm. So you give the rightness, you share the rightness. You share the blame and you share the rightness. That's fair. This is when you were, you were driving for a car service. What? You were driving like a taxi for a car service. Yeah, yeah. But later, I opened my business by collectibles. That's why I have so much things in my apartment. Okay. I have to ask you about that because you have to see how unique that is. You have so much stuff. I'm sitting like a dog on a mountain of bones. Br I, just bring this closer to your face so we can hear you, the microphone. I also love that collectibles above my head, under me, next to me, left, right, under, front, right, all over. I'm surrounded. It's give, give me pleasure. They're not asking food. I don't have to give them water like, like a plant. I don't have to worry about them, nothing. They're not, they're not complaining. They're there. Well, when did it start? When did you start collecting? But what happens is they accumulated too much and they slowly push me out slowly. It's happened. So I have to have a counter attack them. Do you, so was the idea that you'd be selling them or? I, I did a lot of sales, yes, yes. But the thing what happened is everybody jumped to the wagon. The technology changed, computer came, internet came, everything changed. Mm. The whole thing, the people get smarter before they sell things. No more that, no more weakness. So what, what, what I can do? I made some mistakes also. I bought an expensive car for $15,000 and I lost it. I ended up wrecking the, the, the car after seven years. I should never buy a car expensive. Car is just to take you functional. You could buy a wreck and drive. I fix everything myself, thank God. I buy only thing what able to handle. I'm not able to handle, let it go. The expression, don't touch the metal when it's hot. Mm -hmm. When it's a new item come, everybody jump on it. You hot, you burn your, your hand with it because later lose the value. And before you realize, it's starting to lose value. You cannot get your investment back. So, thank God I don't have health pro problems. I'm not complaining. People have health, health problems, mental, physical, or who knows what. I'm 67. Thank God I, I am, don't have any issues whatsoever. And uh, 
I have a good immunity, psychological immunity and physical immunity as well. Immune physically and mentally. Because people, if, if they downgrade me or something, why are he talking like that? Why are he talking like that? Let him talk what he wants. Let him to be sure. Also, I wanted to put my influence on both of you to add more to your experience because I don't want one, one day you have a nerve breakdown. You're going to have some f failures, of course. And you have to accept it. And failure is good. It's like airplane flying and you have a vacuum and, and you drop hundreds of feet. You get scared. No, that's the way it is. The same way you do your best and all of a sudden you're plummeting, but you're not, not destroyed, but you're still able to recover. You have to learn to recover from that. It will be all the time, no matter what, and always expect the unexpected and also expect that nothing unexpected, that even more unexpected, that no expect, nothing unexpected will happen. That's unexpected. Everything was too good, went too smooth. It cannot be. You always expect something that will disrupt. Nothing happened, it's too good to be true. That even that is unexpected. So don't expect expectation. Neither way. Just easy when you come. You have to have a just basic. You put your research, resources on how to recover, the ability to recover. Is it fair to say that that's, there's a lot of uncertainty in having your income based on the collectibles and on metal and things like that because you don't have a consistent paycheck? But I, I have a news for you. Tell me. Even the paycheck is not secure. Well, that's true. Even that is nothing sec 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 secure. The insurance will insure you, maybe he died before you. And all your money, what you paid for the insurance to insure you, is to go to the grave with, with, with the insurer together. Mm. And a new reality could come. America could be invaded by other civilization. Who knows could what happen? Nobody knows, understand? It's everything is, we give commitment, but us, we are limited. Everything is limited. Everything limited. Even promises is limited. Us. Like even the funds in the bank right now is funds to cover the same thing with that. It's uh, my secret is my house, 99% come from the garbage. Yeah. The bed I sleep on it from, from the trash, the people dumped it. Everything is dumped. I, I've, everything except the wood, what you see, the on cables, that's the only thing I bought that, 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 that wood. The rest, everything I find. You're like a hunter-gatherer in 2020, in what, a city. Whatever, I'm very happy <laughs> with that. And furniture, the, in the old days, was less population, was huge places, mm. and you could buy furniture, but now the rent is so high, you have to dump everything. Can't take it with you, it's better to buy a new place. You not take it with you, you they dump everything out. I was ever about it. So I not spend any money on them whatsoever. Look, even this, I slip on it. They bought it. Who knows? You see? I, I, they asked me, please take it. But I can't. I, 
I, I tell them, show me where to put it, I will take it. Well, this, this apartment that we're in right now, none of us live here. <laughs> no, no, I have a mattress like that on the floor, very high quality. It's fantastic. I could stand up nice, nicely, but I will make reorganization when my mind is more cool a little bit, my mindset more. Better to be lazy sometime. Lazy in Spanish is perezoso, aragon, vago. I learned it in Spanish. Lazy, lazy, lazy. So. Be lazy is better than you put effort because the effort go in vain anyway. So that's my I think what I love the most about you. It's not it's not gonna pick you up. You gotta come over. Yeah. This is less. I think that's what I love the most about you, Peter, and what kind of like started our friendship is just how much you live in the present and how much you are uh, not attached to social norms, to objects to people's opinions, to anything. But I cannot be disconnected. If I go oh, you're too connected. far. You're connected, but no, you, yeah. you're able to, to be your true, authentic self in any situation. My, my uh, effort is not to, get inf to control people. You know, the, the big rabbis on the books say, oh, we have 40,000 students followers. We have 40,000, 100,000. They ships, the piece of drake. I don't need followers. I don't want followers. I want the people be independent. I want you not to follow me. I don't want you to admire me. I don't care. That's the worst thing if I dreaming about to be admired by people. No. All I want is functionality, common sense, and also in something is something shake up like an earthquake. Could happen an earthquake. Everything destroyed. So end of the world? No. Whatever left from, from, from you, if you lose one hand or leg, you still have the other leg. It's expression. So you use what you have and try to build, rebuild yourself. And I have my very low expenses I have, very, very low. I pay 780. He wants to rob me out of- No, no, house. no, no, let's not, talk, let's not talk about him. Okay. <laughs> but I also not hate. I never hate your enemy, never. Otherwise, you end up like your enemy. Never hate. Like Lou Grant, the president of the United States after Abraham Lincoln, when he was murdered, assassinated. When he was the commander of, this, of the North, when Lee surrendered, he was making celebration. I say, do not celebrate when your enemy fall. Mm. The South, they are our brothers. We're going to have them to rebuild the economy. Like, the, like in Europe, we destroy Europe. Germany, but we have the Marshall Plan mm -hmm. when build up U Europe. They injected a lot of money, capital from the United States to Europe to rebuild them after the war. They did the same thing with Japan as well. We dropped atomic bomb on, the, on them, but now they are our friends, our allies. Vietnam also is our ally now. And we have a Vietnam war. What kind of war was? Look back today, I don't understand. I really don't understand what was for. But that's the way it is. That day, the understanding was completely different. Now, I go back today, what's going on, the unrest about black life matter. Let's say you're right, you was a slave. Let's, let's say you're a, black, uh, you're a black person. I have many friends who are black. 
Okay, you're right. But when you bring the, 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 the right too far away, that means it's reason to break up. Like the concrete have cement, stones, sand, fine sand, and even metal as a skeleton to make it extra strength together. But all of them, they went different. A journey went, the stones, the sand, and everything. Different process they went. That's matter where they come from. They get together, that's America. America is forged like melted, like melt down, like a metal. You mix with cobalt, all kind of things to enhance the quality of the metal. So we have society who enhanced because we have different kind of people from all over the world that made the diversity. If everybody the same, they have no views, no ideas. They fight each other. They will destroy each other, like your blood cells, red and, re and white. They have to be balanced ratio. If one of them is too much, they annihilate each other. If black people mix with white people, it's wonderful. But if it will be only 1% white and 99% black, look what's happening in South Africa. Many white farmers disappear, simply disappear murdered and everything is hell over there in South Africa. Some t the news, not everything t tell us why, because they change. When you change the system, you never know the, what the unexpected consequences happening. Where do you get your news from? All over. The CNN, my opinion, is biased. They will do anything in the world to trample down, even different the, the police, they're supporting the, 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 that different police and everything. Also, the police need to be reformed, yes. They should be on the street, not in the barracks, comfortable. Because we go today in, in Myrtle at 4 o'clock at night, it's like a war zone, dangerous to walk over there. Where do you watch CNN, though? You don't have a television. From the, from the internet. You have CNN, you have YouTube news, for Fox News. But where do you access the internet? Where do you get it? Well, you know, in my apartment we have computers and stuff. I have two. I have also. Uh, okay. Yeah, I pay for the sales, sales service, the package deal. Ah. Oh. Good deal, yes. And I see from there. I don't need, need, need television. I have it directly from there. CNN is excellent for news, but... They are extremely biased. They're with the Democrats, they're supporting Joe Biden, who who too old to, to rule. He he is not so independent. What he 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 tried to. My opinion is, we have no choice. Trump, the only one, and also the oh, other no, one, no, the no. surgeon, the black guy. I like him more than Trump, the surgeon, Republican. You know what, the black... Yeah, I do know. Ben Carson? You're correct. Oh, Peter. Oh, oh. He, he was a brain, cell, a brain surgeon. Why? He should be vice president with Trump. Why? Because this way, give... Peter, I'd rather focus on you. I mean, I, mean, I disagree, but I, I don't want to argue we, with you. We agree to disagree. Yeah, That's, that works. You see? We can still get along. We, we, we're not going to get bamboo sticks and you're going to hit each other for, for, for that. Um... I mean, you're like fully plugged into, I hope this is okay to ask, like, like you'll get, like, will you get social security and everything like that? 
I will not go to that. Okay. Yet. Yeah. Okay. I don't care about it. I have a very strong economy of my wife too. We have other house in Bronx. She's get rid of it yeah. before the Corona. Actor bought it, and we paid their uh, co-op. What is worthless? A small, mm. smaller than this apartment. It's, it's a studio apartment. We get one hundred fifty thousand. Was lucky. Just before the coronavirus, we paid seven fifty, almost like I pay rent over here just for the maintenance. Wow! And when they have, they have uh, elevator fix and everything. And this was next to the mountain, poor neighborhood, on the borderline. To get there is a hell. The only way is subway. If the subway breaks down, you are in a quagmire. You cannot go there with a car. And you want to park your car? You have to wait two years. For <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is a doorman. Big deal. Big, uh, good impression. But nothing else. But when you get out of the vicinity of the, that building, you are in a desert. No trees, no nothing. A lot of traffic, a lot of junkies around. A lot of this. You have to... to go through hell to get over there. Subway is good. Have you ever been in a fight, Peter? I'm, I, I avoid. Basically, no. No. Okay. I know how to avoid because it's like a collision. For everything is a reason. Disagree. So have to slow down. When person slow down, it's enough time to calculate. When the mind working, everything is okay. Hmm. You have a lot of friends on the block. Whenever we go up and down the block, we see you talking to everybody. Yes. Listen, I like to make feel everybody good. Yeah. But you cannot please everyone. I do the best I can. And that's it. And with this fiasco with the landlord, what, what I tried to do, I tried to do the common sense. When you, when you empty out apartment, somebody left. You think you left. Wait a moment. You don't have to be dramatic, but he, he loved to, my landlord, to destroy things. He took the bikes and he dumped from the, from the roof. He went to the roof and he threw the bikes down to the roof. And I, I heard explosions, huge explosions I heard one more morning. I see the wheels, bike wheels, landed right on the perimeter. <laughs> I don't know if we should keep it talking was here about him, on the Peter. Stairs, the stairs, the corner, I have about four wheels I put over the whole bike. I have nowhere to put it. I expected if somebody threw them out, let, let it be. He took it to the roof and he dumped it one by one. Do you remember the first time that I met you? I don't know if you do. Yes and no. Okay, I'll tell you my, how I remember it. I was friends with Leslie. We were not together. And a, a couple people came over. We were hanging out in the apartment. I was going to leave. I was going to take an Uber home. You were outside with one of your vans, and you were like, oh, hey, you must be friends with the girl on the fifth floor. And I'm like, how does he know that? And you're like, I'll give you a ride home. And I didn't know you at all. So I'm just like, oh, no, dude, I'm cool. Like, I don't need one. But you really were just being friendly to a stranger. It's pretty cool. Sometimes, sometimes you, give, you, you give a comment as excuse. Sometimes excuse. You have to find an excuse to have some word and see the reaction. And from that, if you're silent, I'm silent, you go to your way, I go to my way, thinking, 
and heavy load on your mind, mm. your thinking. But when you express your, yourself and you know right away how to handle it, how to share the weight. And you weigh a too heavy weight and you collapse under the weight. You take a heavy weight on, on you and you collapse. You slip and fell down. So even that is, is like you have a weight on your mind. You have to make it light as possible and balance as possible. What makes you happiest? What? What makes you the happiest? What's the thing that makes you the most happy? None, but it's better. You know why? Because if something extremely makes me happy, will not last. Never be happy with things what not last. But what makes you happy? I mean, come on, you're happy at times, right? Just a second. I, I tell them that not to intervene because I'm on ear duty. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> This is funny because we were wondering if your phone was going to ring. On, on ear duty, seminar duty, I give them. It's your wife. I give my neighbors upstairs seminar duty. They are on ear duty. Don't interrupt me oh, now. Oh, I see. I say, okay, I don't want to interrupt you. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Peter. <laughs> to rebel against me, my students. But, okay, but everything, I have a headache too already. Bye. Thank God, praise the Lord. Bye. Okay, be careful. You sure you know where the mask is? Absolutely. I know everything. Bye, Shek. Okay, okay. I know everything what I need to know, and I know nothing what I should don't know. Bye, Shek. Bye, Looney. Bye. What, do you, what does she call you? Looney. This is whatever. All <laughs> the names. All the names. Whatever name pop up, you know, is good. This way I have a variety of names I have, but it's good. It's boring to have the same name all the time. So, what makes you happy? I have to take a deep breath, deep thought. If I would tell you right away, it'd be empty. Nothing? The overall situation Accumulated situation, combine, that's what elevates me and makes me happy. I don't know what that means. That means, because I not re re rely on none of the things, the fact is that I am in one piece. I live the next day to open my eye and I see the sun. The same way I saw it yesterday, I'm happy with what I have. Hmm. No expectation, because then you push yourself to the extreme and, and your honesty, you bypass your honesty, bypass everything, your norm and everything. That's why people fell down because they're expecting, never expect. Always expect the minimum. Hope, hope for the best, but also be ready for the worst. Hmm. That's the expression of the Jewish Bible what is thousands of years old expression. And that's what, what I do. I'm happy of being happy. You're happy of being happy. Yeah. So yeah. basically, the fact that you get to wake up each day makes you happy. I don't have to worry. Mm. Nobody tell me, hey, oh, oh, hurry up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. That makes me very happy. I could make my schedule without pressure. Some people try to, 
to commit myself, I never commit myself. Oh, be there in time. Functional, I never functional, never. Because functionality is guarantee to put your grave on that. Because sometimes you promise, you give a word and you're late, this and that, ah, I have to tell them story, this and that. No, never commit your, your, yourself. Thank God I have that. Hmm. And also compare what, what, what I lost and recover, I'm happy also. And even when I lose something, I'm happy, not much worse. What do you mean lose, like financially? Even so, whatever it is, because I have a good self-control, not excessive. Gambling is one of them of, of my weakness, but I do it with control. I took my chance. I lose a dollar, other people lose a $30 ticket. Somebody in front of me a week ago, he took the entire book of the Platinum. He spent 1500 on scratch-off tickets? Yes, and he get back Jeez. only 915, 61% back. He lost $585 in about half hour. At the dollar store over there on? No, no, oh. in gas station in, in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. I saw, I, I have it home. I'm going to show it to you. When, from 1,500 shrunk to 915, 585 wasted. Because he thought maybe he would be a big fish over there. But what the most stunning thing is, nothing big was there. They each game have different rules. I took the best one. The take five is the best one, in my opinion. Why? Hold this a little closer. You get back 85% of your investment back. It's guaranteed. There, get only 61%. It's a huge difference. And you pay 30 times more. But 85 is still less than 100. You're still at a net loss. But the, yes, but the, the chances you take something, this and that, it's also there. It's fair. It's sportive. But 61% with high-value tickets, because $30 each, is a disaster. Hmm. And make you a nerve breakdown. And you really c collapse. Your personality will collapse. When you take a ticket of $30, your heartbeat is very strong. You scratch it, nothing. Next, nothing. 10 tickets he took, zero. Then he won double of the value of the ticket. Have you ever played um, like blackjack or poker or something like no, that? No, no, never in my lifetime. No? Uh -huh. No casinos, thank God for that. Because otherwise I would be destroyed completely. Oh. So I am get damage, but limited damage. And sometimes in situation you have to cut your losses. Don't try to win. Cut your losses. When the lion crossed the river and the alligators running after ch chasing him, the crocodile, he, he escaped with his skin, it's, it's called. When I escape with my skin, I'm very happy. <clears throat> Sometimes you lose your shirt and your socks too. You don't have any socks. I don't have socks. <laughs> it's true, I lost them. <laughs> oh, Peter. You see, me, I tell you something, I know to try to make impression about me. Yeah. I speak naturally, I show my weakness, my power. Again, the biggest power is to show the weakness. That's the biggest power. Well, I mean, 
I'm, I'm happy to have you on. We're, we're just about at an hour here, and these are usually an hour. Um, but in addition to obviously like always being very kind to us, maybe you don't see yourself as very unique. I think you're very unique. I don't think you're quite it's like... Better. Listen, it's expression in the business. A person who what business? Knows, <laughs> a person who knows what he worth, he became worthless for you. The better the person don't know how important he is. Because if a person important, he act arrogantly, act with the nose up too much. No, it's better not to know that. Well, I'm not trying to inflate your ego, but, I, but I am telling you, I know it. you I know. are important, and I think you are very unique. I know, but, but I never took it in consideration, never. When I look at myself, I don't think in that way. Okay, well then this is me thinking it. Maybe it's not you thinking it. So okay. I'm saying that to say... I know. From you, I accept it, right? <laughs> because, because you're an intelligent person. Well, oh, thank you. We impress easily. Well, well, thank you. But... One thing I tell you, to your surprise. After the interview, we're finishing it. When you go to, to your corner, <laughs> believe me, the hardest part will be for you after that. Because you're going to ask yourself a lot of questions. There's no doubt. A lot of questions. Yeah, you're like a philosopher, Peter. I'm not a philosopher. I could go to the mind, deep, endless penetration, endless. I have it from childhood, that's my nature. God bless me with that. Hmm. Everybody have a different blessing of God, power. Do I you have, meditate? What? Do you ever meditate? I do it automatically. When I close my eye, I lie down. I, I do it automatically. I do it automatically, instantly. From one extreme position, I could go to another one without any interruption, without any disruption. You're like a young Buddha. Whatever. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, people, even in religion, I know better than they know the whole book. You learn the book, the book's smart. You cannot learn all the books. It's impossible. You have to take information and use it right on, on the spot. And it's, it's like something of food, it's hot, you eat. You let it wait, it's cooled down, it's difficult to eat it. The same way information, when you use it, you have to use it, learn it, and, and use it fresh. You learn something and you teach what you learned. You use it up. If you try to memorize and everything and ready for a suppressed question, oh, I don't have the answer. What embarrassment. Well, you know that anyone anywhere in the world can listen to this and they're going to get the wisdom that you shared. Yeah, seriously. I leave everything to you. I have complete, complete confidence in, in you. Whatever your judgment, I'm not even thinking about it. Okay, well, what I've been trying to say as I close out is thank you. It has been an honor to get to, to share your story. I think you are very unique and uh, I think people should know about you. So thank you. God forbid if, if I behave... <laughs> Like I'm a, a unique that I be according to it. I am act like without thinking. No, no, I know that, and that's what makes you unique. Okay. You're very genuine. I do know yes. that. The best, the best is, and I tell you something. No matter what, the best I will be, I still will not perfect because God, the creation, the I am perfectly imperfect. Yeah, well, that's, that's all of creation. us. Perfectly imperfect. Because if it was to be perfect, nothing to do. Perfect. He did everything. I have not, nothing to do. 
That's why the cold, you know, the temperature changing, that we're tilting, all this creating different temperatures and make movement of air and everything, instability. Instability creates stability. Stability creates instability. Because when it's too much stability, no wind, no nothing, everything is stable, then it's drought. No rain, no nothing. Everybody will die of hunger. The instability in the weather, storms and this and that, is the reason why they are. They disperse everything around the planet, and that's where we get the water and everything. I what think you mean? call that a paradox, Peter. Yeah. I know science very deeply. I could develop even more. I have I not developed something to, too much. Why? Better leave the options open. That's the chess game. Chess game, you develop potential. The more you have, you have threats against your rival, you have to surrender because too many threats. Mm. Next move, to develop every ability what you have as much as possible. I like to try to kill the queen as fast as possible. What? I like to, I'll even sacrifice my queen for that queen. Just get that queen. No, it's a childish comment what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like that. No. Nobody sacrifices anything. No. That's a childish. Maybe you guys should play. That's, we're talking about deep, a uh, theoretical balance. That's the chess. The chess game is the, the game of the balance. Mm. It's a combination of combinations. Endless combinations there. And sometimes you have to use your instinct. Now, may as appreciation, you, not you, you, me. bring me of the freezer the beer. I drink it. Though. I'll get you the beer. Thank you so much. Harry, bring it. Harry. All right. Peter, <laughs> I'm joking. Peter. I, I'm sarcastic sometimes. No, no we're going to bring you your beer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this now. Okay. okay fine. Absolutely. So, Again, I want to say thank you for doing this. It's, uh, I just say, if need more, uh, after that, you're going to learn a lot because I tell you only a fraction. So we'll do a part two. You know where I live. Absolutely. That is a wrap on episode number 183 of the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This voyage was not very far, but it was one that was really interesting for me. And I'm really glad that I got to share his story. I can honestly see like a short doc, like a 10-minute documentary about his life with like his voice as a narrating voiceover and him taking you through his apartment and through the neighborhood and in his van. I think that would be really fascinating. But for now, it's just this conversation that exists and a potential part two for the future. So thank you, Voyagers, everyone out there for listening. Thank you to Peter. And as always, please take care of each other. I will catch you very soon.